If you've ever thought about manufacturing and distributing your own products in order to sell direct, this episode is for you. On today's episode, we bring on a manufacturer who is owning the end consumer by making the shift to distribute and manufacture their own products. They give some great insights on how to make this shift and a key ingredient that you need in your marketing mix to make this possible. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Smarter Building Materials Marketing Podcast, helping you find better ways to grow leads, sales, and outperform your competition. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Williams and Beth Popnikoloff. All right, everybody, welcome to Smarter Building Materials Marketing, where we believe your online presence should be your best salesperson. I am Zach Williams, alongside my co-host, Beth Popnikoloff. And we have an awesome guest on the show today. We've got Mason Burchat here with Best Buy Metals. Welcome to the show, Mason. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. So Mason, why don't you just kick us off and just tell us a little bit about yourself and Best Buy Metals and your background, and then we'll dive deeper into the show from there. Sure. Yeah. So I've been with Best Buy Metals for uh, seven years, kind of rose up through the ranks. I started working in our Asheville plant back in 2000. 13, early 2013, just in the warehouse pulling inventory. Worked hard, kind of rose up through the ranks and managed a few of our facilities. And now I'm the director of marketing. And so Best Buy Metals is a metal roofing manufacturer and distributor of other building materials like steel trusses and other post frame materials. Can you tell us, I know you weren't there at that time, but can you tell us a bit about the transition from Best Buy Metals from strictly distributor to distributor and manufacturer? Absolutely. Yeah. So we started back in 2002 as a really small outfit and we just distributed materials from other manufacturers. It's easier to start in distribution, of course, because there's low overhead. You don't have to purchase manufacturing machines. So that was really the reason for starting in distribution, always with the goal of manufacturing our own materials. And so, you know, we established ourselves extremely customer service focused. Uh, We're a company with a lot of values, community values, You know, the community related to that and our sales reflected that. And as we grew and we were able to purchase some of those manufacturing machines, it made sense for us to make our own products instead of distributing. I would be really curious to know, like, what was the strategy behind that? Like, did your team see the disruption that we're starting to see now? And they said, you know, man, we need to take advantage of that. Or do they just see that there's opportunity for them to create more margin and more profit if they were doing the manufacturing as well as distributing? Yeah, I mean, there's, there was always the, definitely from the margin side, if, if you can manufacture the right way, there's going to be more margins there. There's also a lot of gaps in this industry as far as direct-to-consumer sales go, especially within our niche of the industry in formed steel, metal roofing, metal siding panels. There's a bit of a gap there in the industry from a customer service area. What's your footprint like? You, you mentioned you're in Tennessee. Do you, are you, do you have multiple markets? Yeah, we have six divisions across the Southeast. We're in North and South Carolina and two facilities in Tennessee. What is that? And I guess the thing I have in the back of my mind is like, how do you manage that relationship? If you're selling, if you're manufacturing and you're distributing, are you creating any kind of tension with other manufacturers that you may represent? Or are you only selling the things that you manufacture, I guess is my question. We do distribute another number of products that we don't manufacture. And we actually, this is where the balance comes in because we are direct to consumer. We'll sell directly to the homeowner. We also partner with people that distribute our products that we manufacture. And then we distribute some products that we don't manufacture. So there's a couple of different 
sides to it there. And it's, it's an interesting balance, but we've done well with it. And really the biggest thing in that has been education. There are things we do well that people that distribute our products, they know they can't do as good as we do. And so we assist them in pushing those products and maintaining their margins by selling our products. And they understand that we can do some of those things better than we can. And there's plenty of room in the marketplace for both of us to exist. Can you tell us a little more about that? Obviously, the tension between selling direct and partnering with distributors is hot on the minds of all manufacturers. So uh, you mentioned, I think you mentioned a couple of good things. It sounds like you have great relationships with your distributors, but what does that conversation look like when you were first starting out? Yeah. So, you know, the, when we try to balance that relationship and avoid tension as much as, as possible with our distributors um, and selling direct and consumer is number one, we'll give them competitive pricing. So we'll, you know, we'll allow them to be competitive with our retail price in the marketplace. And the reason for that is, is, um, you know, we'll sell it to them and have lower margins, but they're essentially employing a sales team that's not on our payroll is the way we look at it. We'll support them and respect their territory, you know, as much as possible. And so generally, if we have, uh, you know, a consumer in their territory that we know is in their territory, we'll try to pass it along to that distributor. So if I'm understanding you correctly, you're basically treating your distributors like an external sales team. And if you get a homeowner in their territory, then you pass it on to the distributor. But if it's basically kind of a no man's land, then you guys would take ownership of that homeowner and close the sale. Well, yeah. And you know, there, there are some distributors that are not focused on our on our materials and don't sell it well, you know, and in those areas, and we know that we'll still probably take that lead, but, you know, distributors that partner with us and share our values and share our vision and are willing to educate themselves on our product offering. Those are the partners that we like to, to have and to foster and to grow with. That's a really interesting approach. Everyone has their own, anybody that we've talked to that sells both with distributors and direct has their own approach. And I think that's an interesting strategy is to treat them like basically like sales reps and sales territories. It's interesting. Yeah. You know, in, in the metal roofing informed steel industry, the growth model of manufacturers tends to be, they grow to a certain point to where they no longer sell direct to consumer and they're strictly wholesale. And we don't see that being part of our long-term business plan. We feel like there is, the more that happens, the greater the gap of customer service becomes between the manufacturer and the end user. And so Best Buy Metals always wants to be in that place where we are providing excellent customer service, of course, always to our distributors, but to the end user as well. Are you seeing anybody else do this? Like, are you talking to other distributors and they're like pulling you aside saying, how in the world did you make this, this jump or this leap? Have you seen anybody else you're talking to or you work with or even outside of your geographic footprint doing this kind of thing? Not necessarily within our footprint and within our industry. I mean, so we've talked to some other business owners that are outside of our industry that have similar models, you know, in their product, but not necessarily in our niche. And I guess that's why that maybe it's taken off so well for us so far. You know, I'd be very curious to know, like looking at 2020, like 2020 is upon us. What opportunities do you see in the marketplace from your vantage point? Because you are manufacturing you're distributing, you have a full picture into the sales channel in a way that, frankly, a lot of manufacturers and distributors don't have. Like You can see almost the entire scene. What opportunities do you see that are out there for your business as well as other manufacturers maybe they're not aware of? 
You know, I think the biggest thing we're going to be focused on, especially from our direct-to-consumer vantage point, is educating the consumer. I mean, so we live in the education era. You can get on the internet and Google anything and learn about it, you know, and we're seeing homeowners engaging that way. And this is where I think a lot of people in our industry are missing the mark. There tends to be a kind of old guard in the building materials industry. I mean, some people are still using paper invoices. So we see it as an opportunity to not be afraid of consumers educating themselves, but capitalize on that. You know, so from installers and contractor standpoint, they're usually concerned with price, but homeowners are concerned with what is the best material for their investment for their home. So just to be clear, when you're talking about education, you're talking not about the contractor or the installer or even the builder, you're talking about the end homeowner. Like you're trying to educate them to create that kind of pull through. Is that right? That's right. You know, we want the homeowner to be so educated on why our product is better and why it's the best fit for their home that they essentially demand that their installer use our product. You know, so we try to build a network of contractors and installers that we can refer to homeowners that approach us. But a lot of times homeowners come to us and they've already made that decision. And so we want them to be so confident in our product that they, you know, that they ask their contractor to use it. How are you educating them? Like, how are you getting in front of them? Are you just trying to to rank well on Google or are you building a list somehow? Like what does your process look like? Yeah, but so, and a lot of that's new to us as well. So first of all is content, as much content as we can publish on as many outlets, and, and whether that be on a blog or a YouTube channel, Facebook videos, or just generic posts. And then of course, equipping our sales team with the correct information. So we're big on our reps not being order takers you know, but being customer service representatives, we want them to understand the product through and through being able to educate the consumer. You know, we produce a ton of content for our clients, Mason, and I'd be very curious to know from your standpoint, like what content do you see as performing the best right now? Like you mentioned written content, video content, even audio is becoming a bigger play. Like that's why we're doing this podcast. Sure. <laughs> you know, like what are you seeing that's working well for the different audiences that you are trying to target? Because you mentioned homeowners is, is number one, but you're also using your content to educate those installers and contractors that may be utilizing your product. Yeah, that's right. You know, And a lot of what we're seeing being successful is walking people through the installation procedure from the viewpoint of the manufacturer. There's a million different ways you can install metal roofing systems. And there's not just one right way. I mean, there's a couple of ways you can do it that are right. And so people usually have confidence in a manufacturer's recommendation. And a lot of people, and rightfully so, are skeptical of, you know, fly-by-night installers, people that'll come in for a quick buck, throw some material on the roof, and then leave. Uh, And then it's leaking in two years. And those kind of people are who give form steel and metal roofing a bad name. And so it's in our best interest to educate of course, the contractor that's actually doing the install, but the homeowner on correct installation procedures. And so the kind of content we do that with is, like I said, the blog. And so we'll we'll visit certain topics at a time, but also detailed installation videos. That's something we're really trying to get into, walking people from the beginning of the process to the very end, what they should be watching for while their installer is putting the materials on the roof. So you're literally telling them, hey, as your installer's installing, look for X, Y, and Z to make sure that they're doing it the correct way. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, and so, some installers don't favor that. Wow. They're not really appreciative of that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, I can imagine why. Yeah, you know, some people aren't really fans of internet warriors. And from a sales perspective, I can see how that's frustrating when you're just trying to get a job done. We feel like it's in the industry's best interest for consumers to be educated. And it's in the best interest of our product. Our product is only as good as the install. We can do as much as we can on the manufacturing end, but if it's installed incorrectly, you know, it'll fail. I think that's really clever. It's such a good approach or such a good twist to the installation how-to video because that's been something that's been popular forever. And it's come up a couple of times recently in conversations we've had on the podcast. But one thing we know with homeowners is they kind of trust the price of products, but there's this underlying feeling of homeowners that when it comes to the installation, that's where they really, they kind of get you. There's just this Do you know what I'm saying? Like that undertone of like my contractor's out to get me or, you know, just from lack of knowledge. Nobody thinks that's true. Never actually met a contractor who wants to do anything other than do a great job and have good customer service and repeat customers. But giving them the knowledge, I would imagine any homeowner would choose you just because I could feel confident in being armed with the information of I can vet myself if my installer has done a good job. Because to your point, when they don't do a good job, you actually don't know for two years, which is a very long time for a... <laughs> right. It's true. <laughs> right. It's true. You're like, you don't know. Yeah. And you don't know for a while. And a lot of things can be happening under the surface, no pun intended, for those two years before the leak actually comes through. I mean, we could go on and on with the examples, but I just think that is... That's really, really clever. Yeah, you know, transparency is the basis of our marketing plan. That's like real transparency, though. A lot of people say we believe in transparency, but this is like, that's pretty close to money where the mouth is. It almost sounds aggressive towards the installer, and we don't ever want to come across that way either because installers are some of our best partners. And so one way, you know, we, we prove that to installers is we actually offer periodic, what we call contractor certification courses. And we'll bring our contractors in. This is just another way we market to them. We'll bring them in physically to our facilities. We'll feed them. And then we'll actually go through a two hour demonstration of how to properly install our products. And when they're done, we'll actually give them a certificate. That they're factory certified. And so they can take that to the homeowner And it's just another tool they can put in their belt to prove that they know what they're doing. It'll also add them to our referred list. As homeowners approach us looking for an installer, we can actually pull from our list of contractors we've certified to recommend to them. You know, the idea of a a preferred contractor list is not uncommon in the manufacturing space. But the thing that I like about what you all are doing is you're not only educating the contractor on installation, but the homeowner. And so that's almost weeding out some contractors that may not be a good fit because you're basically saying, this is how it's done right. And if you're not going to do it right, we're going to tell the homeowner you're not doing it right. And so whether you're saying it or not, you're basically asking for contractors to buy in and only self-select themselves that fit the brand message that you're trying to create, which is, as you mentioned, transparency. Yeah. I mean, you can say that you're not liable for the install as much as you want to, but the truth is if an installer installs your product the wrong way, it's going to give you a bad name. So it's, it's again, it's in our best interest to educate them. Yeah, because the installer might point fingers at you and you're pointing fingers at them. And at the end of the day, that the homeowner is the one who is still frustrated, you know? I want to switch gears and go back a bit. You talked at the beginning, Mason, a lot about balance in a lot of different ways. In 
we obviously love your idea of how you guys target and sell direct to homeowners, but how do you balance driving demand both to homeowners and through your dealers? Sounds like your homeowner strategy is pretty clear, but maybe talk to us a bit more about your driving demand to dealer strategy. Yeah. So the way that we approach dealers, we actually have an outside sales force. So we have an outside sales team managed by our director of sales, and they'll actually physically visit you know, dealerships, wholesale accounts, as we call them, that we feel like would be good partners. And then on the other end of that, the way that we're reaching homeowners is largely through our digital marketing efforts, whether that be, you know, Google AdWords or SEM or uh, OTT, anything like that. That's how we're getting in front of those end users. Those two kind of, they're two different ends of the spectrum, really, but they work together. I work closely with our director of sales to monitor how the outside sales team is doing, partnering with those wholesale accounts, while I'm also managing all of the direct-to-consumer marketing on on the internal side. Mason, I'd love to know, you know, since you've been in this role for a little while, what advice would you give anyone listening that says, you know, I don't know if I can sell direct. I don't know if I can also become a dealer, but I do know I want to be more effective in my marketing. What advice would you give somebody looking at 2020 and heading into 2020 saying, I need to increase demand? What advice would you give them? I feel like that being transparent is probably the best strategy that you can have. The reason for that being if you ignore the channels of education, educating your consumers, then you're going to fall behind the curve. If I want to know, I was working on my car last week and I immediately go to YouTube and look up a video on how to fix this on my car. And that's what people do. They're, they're going to find a way. And if you're not the person that's getting in front of them to educate them, somebody else is going to. And so I would say, don't be afraid of being transparent and don't be afraid of educating the consumer on every part of your product offering. Mason, to your point, like the thing that that does is, frankly, a homeowner or contractor is going to find out either way. That's right. And you'd rather be the one telling them versus having to explain yourself after the fact, right? You can't cover up information. Like you said, they're going to find it. And so if they find it and you're not the one that gave it to them, number one, they're not going to choose you. They're going to go with wherever they found the information. And number two, it's going to give you a reputation of trying to withhold information. And nobody wants that. It, It makes you look secretive. It makes it look like you have something to cover up. That's true. I mean, we teach and talk a lot about reciprocity and building rapport. And if you're just calling a spade a spade and saying, this is how you do it, this is why it's the right way, and these are the wrong ways to do it, it creates that partnership that a lot of manufacturers want. But it does require, to your point, it does require the uncomfortability of transparency, which it clearly is something you guys have embraced. Yeah. Again, that balance between catering to our installers and our, our homeowners is it's sometimes difficult to maintain because their end goals don't always align. But again, we find it's in the best interest of Best Buy Metals and for the industry as a whole, just to continue to be transparent, even if it's negative information for the installer or if it's negative information for the homeowner, correct information is the right way to market. That's the way we feel. Agreed. Well, Mason, this has been awesome. If somebody wants to get in contact with you, what's the best way for them to reach out and connect? Yeah, so we would ask them to go to bestbuymetals.com. All of our product offering, all the things we manufacture on that website, and all of our contact information is on there as well. We're also on all the major social media outlets, Facebook, Google, Twitter, YouTube. We're on there. You can find us. Are you getting on TikTok? Hey, we're getting on TikTok, man. I'm, I'm already on TikTok. We got the Snapchat going, trying to yes. Yes. Those social media. Oh, I'm going to go follow you guys on TikTok <laughs> right now. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're just now getting some fresh content out there. So bear with us, but we're getting it ramped up. Oh my gosh, that's great. 
Awesome. We'll have to have you back on one day and talk about your success on TikTok. Yeah, that'd be great. Looking forward to it. That's part cool. two. That's part two. That's right. <laughs> awesome. Well, again, thank you so much, Mason. And if you want more great content like this, go to venvio.com slash podcast. Until next time, I'm Zach Williams alongside Beth Popniklov. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to Smarter Building Materials Marketing with Zach Williams and Beth Popnikola. To get the resources mentioned in this podcast, visit venvio.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.